Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2013, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Let me let me just holler at you right quick and introduce my mainest man, the Sade, to my batter-in-law. Please welcome to the program, Mr. Charles Rand. I mean, John Weeks. John Weeks, how are you, sir? What's up, bro? It's your boy, Charles Clancy. Um, so, John Weeks, let me, let me ask you something. Um, have you ever toyed with a twonky bean? A twonky bean? What is that? Yeah, that is a twonky the bean. Name. What, what is that? Is that a Twinkie? <laughs> or, or is it a twink, like in homosexual pornography? Like, those... <laughs> Young-looking, uh, hairless, uh, young-looking uh, gay males are are known as twinks, but this is a twonk. Uh, so let me tell you what happened. The other day I went to Fon, Nick Fondulis' uh, birthday party. He turned 30. Uh, happy birthday, Nick. And Happy birthday, yeah, 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 this kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let me find out I haven't even opened the chat room yet. Let me open the chat room so, you know. Oh, you better do that, up. man. Yeah, I'm opening the chat room right now, though. So, yeah, Friday, yeah. I go um, I go to the NYU train station, 8th Street NYU, to take the train to Astoria, where Fondulis' party was. And I shelled out $31 on a seven-day unlimited card and got no card, and I got a receipt saying, yeah, you got nothing. And so I bring it up to the guy, and he's like, okay, what you do, you got to keep the receipt, and then you got to call this person and then go to the next place. If they charge you, then you, you can file a claim or whatever. So it's such bullshit. So then I uh, go to Fondulis' party, and... We are um, trying. We, we're, would you believe that our friend Eric Miller had not yet heard Captain Jack Sparrow? Oh my God! Are you serious? He hasn't heard that. No, he's got some issues, man. Oh, he's got he's got plenty of issues. So <laughs> this kid, what he does is <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. I, it, by the way, it's so hot. It is so hot right now. I'm totally out of it. So this kid, um, Eric Miller, he hadn't seen it. So what we do is Fondulis was like, we got to twonk it. We got to twonk it then. And I had no clue what the hell he was talking about. But he was talking about that twonky beam. So what he does is he turns on his Roku box on his TV. And I have a Roku box as well. It's maybe the wisest investment I've ever made. Um, and I was I was all excited that he had a Roku, and then this Twonky Beam was a channel on there, but then he went to it, and then it said that you had to delete it and download the new Twonky because he was trying to stream the the Michael Bolton video from his phone to the TV <laughs> seamlessly. And what the Twonky Beam does is it does that for you, as would, say, an Apple TV or whatever. So uh, he... Tried and tried and tried, and he deleted the channel. He re-added the channel, but Roku has this whole new interface. He didn't know where anything was. So it took maybe about 30 minutes. What he thought was going to be a seamless thing wound up being just a, an ordeal, and today he said it almost gave him an ulcer. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> the, over the weekend I tried to, to twonk, and I twonked it first, but then I went back on to twonk other stuff, 
and then says that I have to delete this one channel and then go download the old channel again. <laughs> it sounds terrible. First of all, Twonk is just an awful name. It sounds like you're taking a dunk or something like that. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it sounds like it's got so many technical issues. It should be sold at a Grand Central newsstand, you know? <laughs> I don't think they sell it's man. free. If this funky oh, bean is free. Yeah, they ain't selling it nowhere, Jesus. And funky uh, Dean should be more like Jimmy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> but we did wind up, yeah, and then it'll the Jimmy Bean will shell out sausages out of your TV. <laughs> then the thing is that we did wind up watching the Michael Bolton, as I like to say, Bolotin video because that's his real name um and and we all loved it it was hilarious you know the the, the this is the tale of captain jack sparrow sparrow the, the most disturbing thing though is i went into the apartment uh where nick and his girlfriend caitlin live um you may remember her she played the third peasant in king gordigan she's the one who said it's my field so it's my coin Yes, I do. I do. I remember that. That was a memorable uh, uh, acting uh, job there. She won Best Featured Actor at the Black Box Awards that year. So I go great in kid. to... Great kid. The, the, the way her apartment's set up is she has a couple bedrooms and one roommate with another bedroom. So they use the other bedroom as uh, like kind of uh, an office slash guest room. And I go into the office slash guest room and... There is a little boom box, and I was like, are those cassettes? Is one playing? And it was the Michael Bolton cassette tape was playing when I walked in there. And I was like, what's, what's the deal with this? And she was, she was like, well, uh, we're he both huge Michael Bolton fans, and I got him tickets to see him for his birthday, and I can't afford the tickets, but it was just, it's 30, so I had to. Um, and then I like I go into their kitchen and they have this this uh, these makeshift tickets to the Bolton concert that she like arts and crafted it up and they also have a photograph like a headshot of Michael Bolton on their refrigerator. <laughs> oh what is my that God. about? I well, I I don't know what's scarier this this devotion to Michael Bolton. Or, or this devotion to Michael Bolton at 30 years of age. That, that's very scary to me. I mean, I thought that <laughs> the only fans of Michael Bolton were, you know, 60, plus, 60 years and older, you know? Uh, okay, but, I was going to say, I was going to say, I hope you mean older fans. I, thought, I was like, wait, are you saying that you should only listen to Michael Bolton when you're a kid? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you got these, like, well, five-year-olds. My, my personal feeling is that you should... My personal feeling is that you should never listen to Michael Bolton, but, uh, you know, if, if you are, you should be 60 years or older. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know that uh, Michael Bolton is from New Haven? And I knew that. He, I knew that. He's he's always doing concerts at Mohegan. He's a, he's a big Connecticut guy. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why he's never done a freaking concert on the green, then, if he's, you know, he's from the Elm. I know. So, he should do a concert on the green. Huh? He he should do a concert on the green, but yeah. you know one thing that yeah. one thing that I do miss about Bolton is uh, his hair. I I think his hair just you know he cut it off. He has short hair now. He doesn't look the same to me. This is not the same Michael Bolton, you know. Yeah, no, he looks too normal now. <laughs> he does. He should have kept it. Like yeah, you know, he had that like uh, Kenny G style long uh, curls in his hair. He was he was ridiculous. Listen, I remember watching an awards show when I was a kid, and it was like the Billboard Awards or American Music Awards or something, and Michael Bolton was up there singing, and then he goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend Kenny G, and both of them have that hair at the time, and I thought, did I fall asleep for about five years or something, and this is now a thing? Because even at that time, you wouldn't find two people on the same stage wearing that hairstyle, but you did. <laughs> I was immediately uh, taken back to the '80s when I saw that, and you know the '80s are, are, are a great time. And uh, but uh, those '90s, bro. Not. Nine, oh, '90s, bro. '90s. 
That's right. And, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget those haircuts, though. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's beyond disturbing, this whole devotion with Michael Bolton. Um, and he, as I was saying, he used to, he's from New Haven, so my old tennis coach, Mr. Abrams, Kenny Baby, he uh, is, he's, he's Michael Bolton's cousin. So when we were in high school, uh, Ellen Bolton, Michael Bolton's mother, always used to come around, and uh, she, I remember Fan Appreciation Day one year, she wa- watched my match, my tennis match, the entire time. And I felt, I still feel very honored Michael Bolton's mother was watching my tennis match. <laughs> well, you Luckily, know, that's, I won. That's, that's, that's impressive, actually, you know, that, Devotion to uh, Connecticut that the Bol- Boltons have, and uh, really, it's, uh, it's 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 a good thing. And uh, you know, he he really sings well. I, I hope he was able to make it out to this this uh, this performance. Was able to sing a couple songs, was he not? Where what? They haven't gone yet. <laughs> he is he, he is phenomenal. I think we got to you know, actually, I might try to get back into to Michael Bolton. I think he's a good, good singer. I'm gonna I'll go back to his old classics, and uh, you know, he, he he was great. You know, maybe this devotion is not that strange after all. He's so whiny, though. <laughs> he really is, and uh, in a lot of ways, I think he ruins a lot of the uh, the old classics. You know, he, he... <laughs> but but to his credit, he does a, a phenomenal job. Of ruining the song, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're onto something there. Uh, he definitely adds to that whole uh, pirate, uh, the pirate Jack Sparrow captain thing. Uh, that is, he's perfect for that. But um, so then, as I mentioned before, the whole MTA thing. When I buy the Metro card for thirty-one dollars for no reason because no card came out. Then I go to the next place, and I was like, yo, let me get my card. And they, the guy was getting really pissed off at me because I kept arguing, like, if I pay for a card, I should get a card. And now what do I what do? I do? I have to buy a new one? I'm just asked out until we resolve this. So uh, they were like, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. And then it got so bad that this other guy who was working there says, come here, come here. And I, like, I, I calmed down, and I walked over to this guy, and he was saying, that's just the way it works, man. you got to file a claim and do all this stuff. And I said, that's insane. And he was like, hey, man, I'm just a, a drone. What did he say? I'm drone. I'm just a drone here. You know, I, don't, I just say what they tell me. And uh, then I was like, yo, but that's bullshit. And then so I, the guy let me through anyway, but I took, so I took the train home that night. I woke up the next morning and I had to buy another card. So I just said, all right, let me just go all out and buy the, the monthly. So I buy the monthly and I call to complain to the MTA uh, and ask for my money back and ask them to issue me a card next time I go to the station. And this lady was like, sir, it doesn't work that way. It's like a four-week process. And keep in mind, all I did was try to give them money. You know what I mean? And they just took mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and they didn't give me nothing. It's like fucking robbery burglary at best, so I'm talking to her, and I'm like, but you don't understand, like, I'm ass out, like, if I, I can't get around, like, what am I supposed to do about getting around right now, and mm-hmm. first I was talking to this guy, and he was like, well, sir, you know, you have to, pl- uh, you have to be able to be ready for plan B, and I was like, oh, so it's my fault now, and he's like, I'm not saying that, so and I was like, let me talk to your supervisor, so then that's when the lady got on, and I, and I was like, so you're just saying I'm asked out until this is resolved. Like, I can't, how am I supposed to get around the city right now? I can't afford another one. Um, mm-hmm. And she was like, sir, you'll need to uh, wait two to three business days to see if it's actually charged to your bank account. So I waited, and guess what? Yeah, it was fucking charged. Of course it was charged. I knew it had been charged the first time when I tried to buy the oh. car. And mm-hmm. so then I had to call today. And then today the guy says that with this type of situation, it takes about two to three business days for the money to go back in your account. Uh, but the way that it was seeming was more like a, a month or two, which is insane. It, to, for yeah. them to not have any sort of system in place 
where if somebody buys a card and has a receipt from that purchase and doesn't get an actual Metro card, you should be able to go up to the guy at the, at the MTA station and just be like, yo, here's my receipt, so give me the card that I just purchased, and then it's all said and done. You don't need to go through all this drama. Yeah, I, I agree. It sounds like they have absolutely no process in place. Uh, you may have an action for intentional affliction, emotional distress, and uh, quite frankly, I, it just doesn't make any sense that they don't have any kind of quicker turnaround in the process. And, you know, that's a, that's a thing that's wrong, I think, with most uh, public transportation systems. They don't have any way of um, providing quick relief to passengers when they're owed it, you know. And, and therefore, yeah, like you said, it's a huge... Uh, inconvenience, not just an inconvenience. It could be, you know, if you're dependent on that travel to get to another place, you may miss your event. You may never make what you had to do. So actually, it's your, it's your job is dependent on it as well. So I mean, yeah, you can't get to, to work, more, get fired. Yeah, right, right. They, they have to be more accountable for that kind of stuff, and, and there should be a quick turnaround in terms of remedy. And uh, they don't have it. That's where I think uh, they got to start, you know, kicking up their game, man. You know? But they won't. I mean, the NTA is just out to get us. That's right. We should be out to get them. You know what I plan to do? I'm so What's terrible that? at getting those. I'm so terrible at getting those Metro cards in New York. And when when <laughs> I get them, I I try I, when I I cannot swipe for the life of me. I'm a terrible swiper. I've always been bad at swiping cards. Whether it be ATM Are you saying cards. swipe? Are you saying swipe or wipe? A swipe. Well, you know, oh, okay. swiping is another issue, but swiping <laughs> is is just I'm just terrible at it. I can't swipe the card in the metro in the metro in New York, and it takes me hours to get in through the gate. And there's like people behind me, and they just want to kill me. And I and I think if we stage a protest where we swipe uh, incorrectly. And where nobody can get through the gate, I think this can, you know, cause a change in a chain reaction, and maybe they'll change their system. <laughs> well, that's actually at this at this station where I've had all these problems, and this is not the first one that I've had at this station either. Um, mm-hmm. The Eighth Street NYU station. Uh, it is where there is just a, a terrible um, machine in terms of the, the it doesn't catch the swipe. So, like, last night I was going uptown with some colleagues and Matthew Eskew says, oh, let's not go to this one because I have issues with this one. But then we were, like, in a line forever because no one could swipe the damn card right. And that, and it, it's like, try again, please try again, swipe again at this turnstile, swipe again, try again. And it took everyone at least, like, five times, and then this girl, Suchi, got through with one. She did it in one. Every, everyone else had no idea what they were doing. The line was just a single file line going up the stairs at the station. Then. Well, I, I think it's really a luck thing sometimes. And then, you know, my question to the education system is, you know, we're learning math and English. Why don't they have a, a class on swiping cards? You know, because, you know, in our, in our lives, we have to probably spend one fortieth of our lives just swiping cards, whether it be ATM or Metro cards or anything. But I think there needs to be a class on public transportation because I can't tell you how many events I've missed or been late to or where I've pissed people off just because the car, the machine keeps saying, sorry, you swiped incorrectly, please swipe again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you it's you wait all your time like well, the thing is, it's a oh, newer yeah. technology. All this swiping, you know, it's the, it's it wasn't so potent before. Now everything's swiping all the time. <laughs> everything's swiping is so common. It's like breathing now. It's like, but I'm I'm not good at it. It's a skill that you have to be a natural at. I think sometimes I and I can't acquire it. Really, it's too tough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Star Trek. Did you see the movie? I did. Yes. Uh, and it was um, it was think? good. It was very good. I agree. And that was our movie oh, review yeah. for the the evening. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was very good, very entertaining, very funny at times. Uh, 
Everyone is very good. You know, uh, Chris Pine's very good as Kirk. Uh, what's the, the Zachary Quinto's very good as Spock. The guy who plays Bones is hilarious. Is, is great. No good. Oh no, no, I, I totally agree. I thought it was uh, action packed. It was it was fun. It was the first I think movie of the summer that really was a good one. And uh, all around, I think it was a good story. Um, and even the bad guy is great. So I won't spoil that. And uh, he's pretty intense, I gotta say. Somebody today said he wasn't badass enough. Oh, are you kidding me? That guy. Oh my. You know, I don't see. I don't want to give too much away. You know, the way he. Uh, uh, kills people is is it should be badass enough. How, how, I don't know what they're what they're thinking. He's, he's this guy's more badass than the Terminator, quite frankly. This is uh, you know it was he was so badass I was scared of him and uh, I was I ran out of the theater. So well, let me tell you, the kid today who said he wasn't badass enough is an idiot. So there's also <laughs> uh, did you ever see the Wrath of Khan the you know the original Star Trek two? Oh yes, oh yes. Well, I looked it up after I started watching it on the Netflix, and that con looks way different. <laughs> that, that con was like a, a baby compared to this this con, yes. And uh, well, that it, it, con, it, it, that... He, he had the it was Ricardo Montalban. Mont, I can never say the guy's name. How do you say it? I have no idea. <laughs> so Ricardo Montalban played con. And uh, he had a, a mullet, and uh, it was blonde, and his face was really old, but his body was really young, and he had, like, breasts. Like, the, the, the thing, the, the shirt was really low cut, and his, like, his, his tits were hanging out the whole time. Um, did, did, have you seen that? It's a weird image. That is a weird image, but, you know, by Star Trek standards, I, it's, it's it's believable, and you know, but that con was like more like Shaka Con compared to this con. You know that that, that. this con was more like Rod Con. It was more like Rod Con versus Shokan of uh, you know it was like it was it was scary. This con was on the edge of your seat. He was brutal. He was terrifying, and uh, whoever said he wasn't badass enough really. I don't know what movie they were watching. Who the fuck is Shokan? Shao Kahn is is the, uh, the the end boss in Mortal Kombat. He's the uh, guy with the hammer <laughs> at the end of the game that you have to fight. <laughs> what is that line from Mortal Kombat? What is it? I choose you, Pikachu. Is that it? <laughs> no, it was Squirtle. Say it again. Squirtle. No, no. What's the... Oh, finish him. Finish him. Yes, yeah. finish him. Do you know what um, the, the Mortal Kombat ca- uh, character uh, Scorpion says to Ugly Girls? He says... No, what? He says, stay over there. Stay over there? Because <laughs> yeah. his usual line is, come over here. That's... That's really mean. It is. It is. He, he's, he's a mean guy, you know. He was he was born in hell, and you know, he, he was he was reborn as a skeleton for breathing dragon, you know. He's kind of mean. Um, speaking of born in hell, uh, have you seen these Bill Cosby and Bane memes? <laughs> I've not seen them. No. Oh well, like if you look up Bill Cosby and Bane. There's all these like there's these memes that come up, and uh, the other day my friends had me do uh, like try to do the whole thing. So it's Bill Cosby. There's a picture of Bill Cosby. Actually, this headshot is a headshot I used to send out when I worked for him in L.A. Um, but it's it's his headshot, but it has a Bane mask on it, and it, and it, it it writes it reads it goes when. Gotham City is zippity zap. You have my permission to razzle frazzle doop dop jello pudding. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just I just see Bill Cosby saying that. You know, he's a very serious man, you know. 
<laughs> You're a what? He's a very serious man, Bill Cosby. Yeah, well, well, he does have that <laughs> reputation. And also, um, the, uh, the the remember last time we talked about you said that there should be a a guy who watches you jerk off inside your laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something. It's something like that. Yeah. Well, well. Have you worked on perfecting that and getting the patent and all that? I have, but it's 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 hard work, and I'm trying to make it. You know, I'm trying to make it with maximum awkwardness in the fact that, you know, he's there to help you, but he's also spying on you. So. Um, uh, you know, I think it's a it's a great tool for people who want to go on the market for you know ad, adult materials and uh, uh, but he's also spying on you. So in a way, he's like your best friend and your worst enemy. So I'm trying to make him like your frenemy online. You know, your online <laughs> porn frenemy. Why would anyone want frenemies in porn? Shouldn't we all be friends that, in that? Well, because. You know, I know it's supposed to be a happy time, but you know it's <laughs> you, you, you got to have a balance. You can be happy, but you can't go overboard. So your frenemy is there to like help you, but then block you. You know, cock block you. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. So you say material, say you're but, uh, you're 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 getting ready. You got the you, you got the lubricant. You got the Kleenex or the the Selvig sock that uh, you use, and say you're getting ready, and you're 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 in the midst of everything. What do you want this guy to do? Well, at first he's going to help you get your materials so that you're ready. You know, and at this point, you you may need some coaching instructions so you can hit the help button because all this time he's watching you. So. You know, and during this time, if you need some coaching or your instructions, he can help you along, and uh, he'll just help smooth out the process more. But, you know, if you go overboard, he's going to come in and he's going to stop you. He's like a referee. Really, that's what he's going to be like, you know. What would be an example of going overboard? Like, if you're on there for too long and he knows it, uh, he's going to come out and he's going to say, no good, no good, and he's just going to keep saying that. And he's going to make it so awkward for you that you're not on there as much longer. Now, is he coming out of the screen or he's inside the screen? But what basically happens is he'll be like a small icon, you know, on your screen. And he'll be, you know, he'll be able to see you. But, uh, you know, when he wants to make his, uh, uh, you know, his voice heard, what happens is he just pops up and takes over your entire screen. So that way you see, you only see his face. (laughs) And how does so? How does he when he initially gets you the material? How does he know that you need the material? Does he automatically sense you, or does or do you have to type stuff in? Well, you type your preferences and everything like that, and he, he goes and gets it for you. It's almost like going to Walmart online. Only this guy is like all up in your business completely. <laughs> Give me an example of somebody going too far with their search preferences. What what would the guy come out to tell them to stop searching for? Um, he would have to stop you from, of course, illegal searches and whatnot. Um, but anything he doesn't like personally, he's going to stop you from. You know, he's he's almost like a moral guide in a way, but not really because he'll let you he'll let you look up pretty much anything, but what he doesn't like. So he's very. But that's just a matter so. of opinion. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I think that, I think that, you know that's right. But uh, you know, as long as soon as you meet him, you get along with him, and you'll trust his opinion in a lot of ways. And and uh, if he doesn't like what you're watching, you're going to soon not like what you're watching as well. <laughs> now, can you get rid of him? Can you delete the guy? Once you ask him for help, you can never get rid of him. You know. Uh, <laughs> No, you know the only thing that like, you can do is get rid of your computer. He becomes a uh, part of your computer. It's almost like Bur- Virtua Man, where, where 
You know, you can't get rid of him. He's not even like a virus. He, he is your computer. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's impossible to get rid of him. And I think that's a good thing because not only does he help you with your, you know, adult material things, but uh, he starts, you know, acquiring knowledge and he starts helping you with everything else, like your shopping, your homework, your searches on Google. He becomes like he has artificial intelligence. He's like the porn version of Siri. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. But as time goes on, he becomes so smart. He almost becomes like a mirror of you. And uh, well, what does he look? Goes, what does he look like? What does he look like? This man. This man is big. He's tall. He's extremely hairy. He's got glasses. And he wears a newspaper for a hat. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just because he's all he's collecting information at all times. So this is what he's he's, he's your info man. You know? Is he wearing a suit? Uh, yes, he is a clown suit. <laughs> I was gonna say a bathing suit, but clown suit works better. So he's this guy. <laughs> is, does he have the face paint on too of the clown or no? No, he doesn't. He's completely normal. You know, on the face, so that you can see his reactions and whatnot. And uh, he he actually can sometimes reach out of the computer screen. I mean, not physically, but, you know, he could do things where he could really scare the heck out of you. And he could move your icons on your computer. He takes over everything. He could even take over your mouse. So, What do you, you think know, his, his name – what's his name? So that's a tough one. I'm still work. that's the one thing I'm working on, <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. I, I, it's it's got to be like I want to incorporate the frenemy element to it, so it's like porn intruder frenemy. How do you like that? Porn cooter. Porn, porn intruder frenemy. <laughs> That's a terrible name. You get this guy is now your your best frenemy. You got to have a real name for him, like Deadman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that. I like Stedman. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we also talked about the fact that Marsh had lost my tie bar. Do you remember this? Oh, God, yeah. I'm still not over that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I expected you to be lenient towards him, but you just went after him. <laughs> I did. I did. It's a disappointment. I, I hope you're still not friends with that guy, are you? Well, it's it's always up in the air with him. As he says, I'm your friend, but more importantly, I'm your coworker. So this kid, he loses my tie bar, and I'm, like, furious. But then he replaces it. So he goes to the Express website and buys two new tie bars of the same tie bar because he liked it, too. So he wanted one for himself. So he got me one, and he got him one. I'm still not too happy about this because I like the structure of the one that, that he lost. Um, so, and I had initially, remember I had initially told him to do a high and low search of his apartment, which he said he looked in all the places that it would be, and I was like, it's not good enough. But I'm telling you he should have because let me find out that earlier this week he says fuck and text me a picture of the damn tie bar, and it was under his kitchen table the whole time. So he found it. Yeah, he found um, it. So, you know, you should be relieved that you got the original back, but you should be doubly mad at him for lying about not truly searching his own place. And, you know, it's just, I would be even angrier, actually. I would be I would be <laughs> happier that he wouldn't have found it, you know, because now he's even more irresponsible, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like, I told him he needs to do a high and low search of the damn apartment first. Like, why, what's he doing just looking in a couple places and saying he, he admitted his own defeat? He knew I would be pissed. I mean, why did he subject himself to all that when it could have been solved initially? This guy, he leaves he, he leaves me no other options but to, you know, somehow you got to get into his apartment, steal something of his, and lose it intentionally, you know, like completely lose it. <laughs> And and let him, you know, feel the wrath. I think that's just ridiculous. You know, he, first of all, I don't know. You know, again, I don't know how you lose a tie bar. That's impossible to me. 
Secondly, you know, he's following <laughs> it from a friend. Tie bars can be really precious things to people, and they are to me. And then he loses it. And then secondly, he doesn't even look for it properly, and he finds it a week later. So he leaves you on edge, you know, for a, a significant amount of time. This is, I, I'm just I'm flabbergasted that someone would do this, you know? Oh, I yeah, I'm glad you see this my way. Um, but all of that said, it was a, a good thing to do to go and, and buy a new one, replace it and whatnot in the interim. And now, but now the thing is he's complaining about the fact that he has to pay for his shipping and return the damn thing that he bought, you know, for no reason. So now he's like complaining. Also, I bought this kid a drink on Friday, last Friday, because he bought me one, so then I bought him one even it out, and then he gets furious, like he drinks like a couple sips, and then he says he doesn't want to get furious with me, because he's like, I, so now, because I bought the first two drinks, and then you bought the second one, and I don't want this, it's like I'm paying for my own drink, and I said, what are you talking about, and I was like, I'll give you six dollars right now if you want, he's like, nah, 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 and um, he would just throw a fucking hissy fit on Friday night about this thing, and then he didn't finish the drink, and then he had to go to the next place. Um, but I was doing something nice, and he was yelling at me. <laughs> it sounds like this kid's got some serious issues. I think most importantly, I think he's just still angry about paying the shipping and handling for the uh, the tie bar <laughs> that he had to buy. And, uh, you know, good for him. You know, he's going to have to do it. And, uh, you know, th- from now on, I suggest that you you, you you try to piss him off even more. So get him another drink at the next bar. Keep doing these things. And I, I, I think he may, he may explode. He, this, he may explode. It sounds like this this kid, you know, he, he's, he's going to explode. Now, I often will willingly pay for shipping, but I will never pay for handling. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's justifiable. I think what is handling, anyways? Handling, I don't know. What are they? <laughs> I, I don't understand what handling is. What I think it's what that guy Stedman does when he comes out of your monitor. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about the handling. handling. Just handling just sounds so strange. What are you handling, anyways? What what matter are you handling? It's. You know, you're, all you are is shipping something, sending something from one place to another. You're not handling it, you know. You're just shipping but, it. I mean, you know, when they 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 got to box it up and throw it in trucks and stuff. That's handling, no? I don't agree. I think that's still part of the shipping process. The whole shipping process yeah. is you put it. It's got to get into the box, and then it gets shipped by whatever means it gets shipped at. There's no handling involved. There's in, in life. <laughs> do we ever handle things? We never really handle anything. There's no such there's handle bars. I mean, I mean, if handle bars are not involved, then we never truly handle anything. What about handlebar mustache? See, if you're see that anything with a handlebar mustache is is would be considered handling or a handlebar. Anything handlebarish is handling, but you're not handling anything else if you're just saying you're handling it. That's not handling. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very passionate about handling. You you do seem to be very passionate about <laughs> handling. Um, John, we had a problem on the uh, the show last night, uh, two nights ago. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> no, it was not. It was awesome. It was amazing. I loved it. It was Those things that I told you are necessary. Uh, they, they make the show even better than it is. And, you know, I just hope it, that uh, such a trend continues, you know? No, no, no. I'm, you have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. I'm talking about this past Monday's show where I'm telling you something really bad happened at the start. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me, really... let me, let me, let me play you what happened on Monday's okay. Blazing Rye Radio on the regular program. Let's play that. Okay. From Brooklyn, New York, where the genes are not kind to a man's testicles... It's Blazing Rye Radio. Tonight on the show, Academy Award winner, Kevin Costner. Wait, wait, what? Oh, (laughs) Kevin Costner got a flat tire. 
but we will be welcoming <laughs> director of the new free samples. Okay, so imagine how embarrassed I was to learn that at the top of the show like that. <laughs> that was that was embarrassing, but you know, the things happen. That's that's just how it goes, you know. I think you know well, that's Kevin Costner, but I think you had the better guest anyway. So <laughs> I think Kevin Costner's a prick now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Me too. How, how could he, you know, be on the show and not even show up? That's ridiculous. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who has a great new show? Um, pretty sure I've talked to you about this. Uh, Norm Macdonald. Have you heard his new podcast? I I have not heard the new podcast, but I've read about it. And it sounds very promising. I think, actually, Norm, you know, Mac, Mac Donald, um, it's just, he, it's just makes sense to me. You know, why it didn't come out earlier, I don't know, but his podcast just makes sense. He's a man who knows comedy well, and he's very unique. And uh, I think he just has the skills to do a great show. You know, you know that whole story about how he saved my life, right? Yes, I've heard about this story, yes. Okay. All right, just making sure. But that's not what I want to talk about tonight. So, uh, Norm, um, I've been as I've been listening to the podcast, which is my favorite podcast now, I, I encourage people to download it over my own. Um, uh, it, it just kind of has been bothering me a lot lately, the whole what happened on Saturday Night Live with Weekend Update when, uh, you know, they fired him from Weekend Update and all that. Remember that? I did, yes, I do. Yeah, so what they did was, you know, I'm, I, I, what I did was I went back on the Netflix and I watched that unfold in front of me. Like, I went over this weekend and I was too curious not to see exactly how it happened. And it was so sudden. Like, I'm watching Weekend Update with Norm MacDonald. Everything's fine. They're, you know, the, it, it's it's as it normally is. It's funny. He's himself and it's good and great. And... um then you you come to the next episode and there's Colin Quinn hosting doing Weekend Update and I I had totally forgotten about this but also by the way I had thought that he had gotten fired partly because he had cursed on the air but apparently he they only NBC only got three complaints about that and that had nothing to do with it uh, it was just that this guy Don Olmeyer, uh who is like with a head honcho at NBC thought Norm was not funny. Um, and then w- when he went on Letterman, like the day he got fired, Dave was like, who's doing it? Who fired you? Was it Lauren? And he's like, no, no, apparently it's this guy, Don Olmeyer, that I'm not funny. <laughs> and then Dave was like, now, I know Don Olmeyer, and Don Olmeyer is an idiot. Um, I'll never forget that interview. Uh, and it was just, the, the, it was hilarious the way that he, they, he just blurted out that he was an idiot. Um, so then, you know, Colin Quinn replaces Norm MacDonald on the Weekend Update, and I had forgotten this moment, but then I, I remembered it when I watched it. They, the camera cuts to Colin Quinn after this, you know, new Weekend Update intro, which sucked, and then he's like, he looks kind of nervous, and he's like, so say you're at your favorite bar, and your bartender is Jeff and Jeff knows exactly how to make your drinks, and you've been going there for years. Uh, but then, all of a sudden, there's this guy, Steve, and Steve comes in and replaces Jeff, but Steve feels a little bad because Jeff trained him. Well, I'm Steve. What can I get you? And that was his introduction to Weekend Update, that, that, that he actually did acknowledge it. He acknowledged the whole thing. And yeah, I thought that that was really good. And I remember when I was a kid thinking that that was really good. Um, unfortunately, Colin Quinn sucked as the weekend update anchor. Right. <laughs> he did. You know? Yeah, but that was, and he kept on making was, weird noises, too. Like, he kept saying something in Italian or something that made – it almost looked like he had Tourette's. I don't know if you remember this or not, but it, it made everything that. so <laughs> awkward. It was like thank God, God. It was so weird. It sounded like thank God, but it was weird. Weird. You remember? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that I, ruined I, the whole show. I, I well, it definitely ruined that segment of the show. I agree with that. I think 
Colin Quinn did try. He tried his hardest. He was just not as funny as McDonald. I think he was just – Norm just has a really kind of quirkiness, a uniqueness to him that you just can't replicate it. And uh, it was a classy move by Colin Quinn, but, you know, it was not as funny as uh, Norm McDonald. I think, you know, it's just ridiculous how people's personal feelings about somebody can ruin a show. It's just, you know, look at the big picture here. Don't lose the – yourself in the, the, you know, your own personal uh, likeness, you know? It's just ridiculous. But Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, and the show, and that second segment of the show has never been the same since. I think they, they lost a great element of the show, too, when they lost uh, McDonald's, you know? Yeah, and then, you know, the the as I'm watching this unfold on the Netflix, the episode after, um, well, I guess it's the first episode Colin Quinn does Weekend Update. Norm is not in any live sketches, but he's in some films, sketches, mm-hmm. and he is amazing in them. And in one of them, he's Quentin Tarantino, and he is exactly, he does an incredible Tarantino that nobody knows about, but it's incredible. And, um, <laughs> like, he, you know, people just forget that he, he was really good at, at characters, too. Uh, not always at the voice, but always at the concept. But with Tarantino, he had both. Um, and then uh, on the next episode, Sarah Michelle... Parker Gallagher, uh, Sarah Michelle, uh, Jessica Parker was hosting. And Sarah Michelle, Jessica Parker was out there, Geller, Gallagher. And Norm comes out during her monologue, and everybody cheers for him, you know, which is, it shows how people felt about him. And then he's like, yeah, and he's smoking a cigarette. He's like, all right, I got to do these lines now. And he just totally phoned it in the rest of that season, that he, the rest of the next couple shows he was on there understandably so. Um, and you could tell when he was in sketches, he was, like, looking way off at the cue cards. He wasn't rehearsing at all, because, you know, they had stizzed the man. Um, right. And then, a year and a half later, who hosts SNL but Norm MacDonald? And he comes out there, and he says, like, you know, how is it that uh, they, they fired me because they said I wasn't funny, but now, in just a year and a half, I've gotten so funny that they have me back to host the show. But then I realized, no, I haven't gotten funnier. The show's gotten really bad. The show blows now. And I thought that was hilarious. But the audience, when he said it, started booing. And that made me think of another thing. I feel like an audience of today in the 90s era theater that Norm was so today's people, but in that year, I feel like would have laughed at it. But people booed when he said that. Why do you think that is? What was different about people watching SNL then than, than now? Um, I think the people, that's a great question. I think that's a, a question about time and a question about entertainment industry, how it's changed. I think uh, people are not as honest about what they watch today than they were back then. I think, you know, um, even if people are funny today, people won't acknowledge that unless you acknowledge that they're great. It's almost like a selfish um, belief in yourself right. that, you know, that, that goes above and beyond the entertainer. Which is, is, Everybody's there to see the entertainer. That's what it should be focused on, but they're focused on their self. And the show at the time and their own selfish interest in displaying the show is better now than it was back then. And, and I think, you know, the thing with McDonald is he's, he's a, he's a great comedian. He tells it how it is. And people can't take that when they think that they're being dumped on at the time of, which is not what he was doing at all. He was just telling the truth and being honest about it. And they don't, the, I think the audiences of today don't appreciate that honesty. And, uh, it's kind of scary and sad because uh, we kind of lose that kind of segment of comedy that I think is intrinsic to being funny, you know, and being hilarious. I think I saw it a different way. I think I saw it like that people today are more honest about their feeling, whereas that that the audience in 1999 or whenever it was um, watched Norm Macdonald do that monologue and started booing him. Uh, when he said the show really blows right now, uh, I I thought that they were the ones who were kind of covering up and and trying not to laugh and stuff. But you think it's you think people are more restricting 
nowadays. Yeah, I think today there's more of a turf war, and I think there's more like people protecting their own kind of status and dignity, and therefore they won't be as humble about, you know, jokes and, and things like that. They won't take jokes about themselves very well now, you know, uh, and there's more of a competition. And I think back then it wasn't really that that insanely competitive. And, uh, you know, I think McDonald's a hilarious guy. I think that either way, I think, um, you know, it should have been taken as a joke and it should have been booed. I think it's hilarious, actually. I think that I would have laughed my, my, my yeah. butt off. I think that's, you know. It was hilarious, yeah. And I, I do think today people would have. I think I think we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. But um, let me tell you. Uh, well, first off, are you? Do you? Did you? Were you into Arrested Development? I, I was. I was not. No, I didn't watch too much Arrested Development, but I've heard a lot of great things about the show. Yes. Well, I'm. You know, when I really started watching it was in the Damonese days when I told you I was ordering Damonese running around that apartment in Burbank and watching Arrested Development on uh, on my uh, my old MacBook on uh, Greg's DVDs out there. And, boy, what a, that show really helped get me through the hell of living in Los Angeles at this. Um, so I'm very excited about the the new season. I mean, this is unheard of to me, you know? I, I mean, I've seen reunions of old shows, like the Happy Days reunion, but... Mm-hmm. I've never seen a show leave and then come back with an entirely new season in a different format. Yeah, that that's amazing. With pretty much the same cast too, right? And uh, I, I think people are just excited cast. about the show. Oh, that that's amazing. See, I that's almost unheard. That's unheard of. Like you said, I think that's um, uh, you know a testament to the fans and to the show itself. And I think the fans yeah. wanted it. I know. I remember seeing you know, so many Facebook statuses about that show and people wanting it to come back. And for a long time, people gave up hope, but they're still talking about it. And they got what they wanted. It's, it's for the first time a, a network actually delivers what people wanted. I mean, this is this is unheard of. You know? Well, not a network. I mean, net. I mean, the network was Fox, and they did not deliver. But the Netflix is delivering. Right. That's true. Yes. And it's just yeah. a testament to the mediums. Uh, of entertainment that we have too. You know, there's so many options now that uh, you don't you don't have to go with one network or station or whatnot, and they'll just pick it up, Netflix or anything like that. You know. I think also the fact that you have every single main cast member return for an entirely new season is definitely a testament to to how much they loved what they did when they did it. Um, and their belief in the project. I feel like there were a couple holdouts because, like, say, Michael Sarah's uh, movie career was really taking off, and I think it took a while for him to uh, agree to do it. But in the end, they all agreed, and that's what matters. And, you know, in the end, I think they all made the right decision by, by bringing it back, and uh, I just hope it's not terrible. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it will be great. And, and, and you see that in other areas, too, with that. You know, this kind of not nostalgia, but this respect for shows that they want to bring back, and and answering the uh, the audience's call, and you know, you see that with the what is it, the Boy Meets World, the new show, and everything like that, and and yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little bit off the track there, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's happening all around. I think that's a great thing, quality television for you know people who want to want to watch it, you know. Yeah, man, festivus for the rest of us. So last we got to right. go, but last order of business. Um, so Zach, my friend Zach is getting married and I'm one of his groomsmen. He sends this email right, I got this email right before I, uh, I picked up the, uh, all right, right before we did, started doing the show tonight and it's sent to me and 19 other people, right? <laughs> so yeah. there, there are about 20 groomsmen in this wedding and this is what the email says. Finally went to men's warehouse tonight. Tuxes will be around two twenty five a person. As I said before, don't feel don't feel obligated to shell out monies for these, but remember it's still black tie fancy pants BS. If you do plan on getting the matching tuxes, you need to go to a men's warehouse near you before June eighth. For those of you in the city, you can go to any men's warehouse, but I went to the one on seventieth and third. The woman handling everything there for me is Sumaya huge knockers 
And a more pressing matter, why is it that I want the Heat to beat up on the Pacers and wipe that dirty grin off Hibbert's face? How is that for a, an email to, to one of the groomsmen? <laughs> that is, that is a, a good email, but an email that really scares me. Brings back a lot of memories. Brings back a lot of memories. Um, a lot of oh good my memories? Gosh. Not so good, my friend. Not so good, I must admit. You know, I must be honest there. A lot of memories, nightmares are going to come back to me tonight because uh, we just talked about <laughs> groomsmen and weddings. Oh, my God, the birds. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. No, nah, I better not tell this story. Nah, I better tell it now that I said So, um, speaking of nightmares, I really expected to have some recently because you know how there are all these um, gay dating apps and websites and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, on one of them, which is kind of a raunchier one, it's called adamforadam.com, and mm-hmm. I get this message from this guy, this man, and he had he had no arms or legs. Yeah, yeah. And and then I'm like, I'm really confused. And then I go to the profile. Um, and it said, like, we always need to be safe. Come on, guys. And he's, like, scolding people for not being safe. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, it would be one thing if you're, like, a really, really attractive um, quadro, whatever you call it. But the guy was not a good-looking guy. And where does he go off trying to say, um, <laughs> trying to scold other guys about their you know, sexual habits. Does, I mean, does he get into a lot of stuff? I just, how do you, I mean, I thought I was going to have a ton of nightmares. I think I'm going to have them tonight now. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laughing at this, this fellow, but it, it just sounds extremely strange that this, this fellow would be, you know, lecturing people on, on safety. I don't know. Who that is? Is that Stedman? Is his name Stedman or what? Oh, my God. Do not make him the guy inside the computer screen. (laughs) Nightmares for life. I think I might have to do this. I think it's a great idea. What? I think it's a great idea. I think I'm going to name him Stedman. Get me... Send me a copy of that picture, and I'm, I'm going to put it to work. It's done. Thank you very yeah. much, sir. Thank you. And, and the, the, the weirder part is that there was no acknowledgement of the fact that he was missing all of his limbs. That, that is no. very strange. You, you would think there was there would be some kind of notice or some kind of, you know, like talking about it at least. But, you know, that that. You have to give me that picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna use your computer as the prototype for this. <laughs> no, no, don't you <laughs> fucking dare hack into my computer and put Stedman in there. This is not gonna be Stedman, this guy. <laughs> this, this guy who knows this guy though, seriously. You know, he gets on this website, he's lecturing people, you know, he's, he's <laughs> He's, how, does, how is he typing the messages? Also, I don't know how he's typing the messages. Well, I told you, he lives in your computer. He's not real, you know. He's, he is your computer. He's, now you're not going to be able to get rid of him. You know? He's, all, it's, it's, it's scary, the technology these days. All the shock <laughs> of when I first got the message... Now that I've told the story, is now all the shock is coming back, and I think I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. <laughs> well, you know, let me let me replace that nightmare with another with another nightmare, one we know too well. Uh, birds yes. and strip clubs and eighty thousand modes of transportation and all hell on earth. <laughs> and I think that's we have twenty four seconds left. That's a good note to end it on. Uh, John Weeks, we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you very much. And this is the greatest show on earth right after Blazing Rye.
Who would be jealous? P.T. Barnum Bailey. <laughs> All right, P.T. Barnum Bailey. You have a Barbie doll. Just cut off her hair, bend her backwards, burn her knuckles on the stove, and leave her in some drawers somewhere. We'll catch you Monday night, this coming Monday, with Bobby Brown Jr. Good night, everybody. Good night.